In 2017, there were a reported 1,000 UFO sightings across Canada. With one of the lowest population densities in the world, much of Canada is uninhabited wilderness. And some areas of that wilderness are even remarkable for having less gravity than the rest of the world. With such vast amounts of unpopulated areas, it is intriguing to think of what people aren't seeing within the large metropolitan cities. Some of the most interesting UFO cases in modern ufology come from Canada. Events such as the incidents at Shag Harbor and Falcon Lake. But those two cases are far from the only unexplainable UFO cases from within Canada's borders. This case file joined the theorists as they trek across the great weird north in... Canadian UFO Encounters. to Alien Theorist Theorizing Case File 133 UFO Encounters Number 2 Number 2 Those are dads That's Braden Del. Dabs 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 oh. <laughs> We've done it We've hit it This fucking program Nailed it man. Get in there. Get in there. There he is. is. Andrew. Andrew. He's got this like soft Aurora glow going on. You look angelic. Got that that blur background going. What are you talking about? It's it's supposed to be black. Andrew broadcasting live from his prison cell. Yeah. (laughs) It looked worse when you were wearing an orange shirt, but the black one looks better. It's slimming too. (laughs) Shirt shirt will be coming off in T-minus. Three minutes. Guys, you guys, is hot in here? Oh, it's so hot in here. <laughs> Sorry, what was that? I couldn't hear that. <laughs> and Woo! there it is. There and it is. Prove me wrong. It was about body, 25 and seconds. You think I'm sexy? Come on, baby. Let mm, me know. No. All right, we'll get back on the UFO topic this week after some sad COVID news. <laughs> Turn the posit- positivity train around that here. Mention of it is yeah, the I, only I wanna, mention. People don't come here. Apologize for that shit. Goddamn doom and gloom. They come here to hear about aliens and reptilians taking over the planet. God, hey, I just damn got it. off work. Yeah. <laughs> I was submerged in it. So, oh no, you no one tell it already. No one's saying anything. Update: If you're listening to these in chronological order, you, the, the virus has gotten worse and the situation around it has gotten worse <laughs> since our last doom and gloom podcast and it's it's gotten worse and cool and it seems to be getting worse steadily on a daily basis yeah. well, let's not dwell not like, i can't dwell on this yeah. too much it's all i hear about all you know day we're gonna keep on keeping on through the doom and gloom keep on podcasting we're gonna keep talking about weird shit weird shit and drinking beers because the Weird shit is worth talking about. Let's uh, let's talk about some great weird north, as coined by Dan. <laughs> great, 
great weird north. Yeah, I said from the great white north becomes the great weird north. Talk about some talk about some UFO encounters in the giant oh, yeah. uh, you know, northern neighbor of the United States, Canada. All right, let's throw it over to our resident Canadian expert, Dan. Thank you. What case are we going to start? Canadian expert Dan. Yeah, what what are we talking about tonight? Talking about a couple of UFO cases that took place in Canada. This one, our first one that we that I found interesting was a case from Montreal in November of 1990, and this was a case. Um, I don't know if Zell can put up the photo, but we have a, we actually have photographic evidence of this one. Are we going to put it up? Yeah, I want to, I, I, I'm going to put it up here, but I don't know if this is the right one. Cause it looks really bad. It, if it's a, yeah, if it's a picture of a UFO, it's a bad one and you know it, that one, that is an official photo so, that someone took. So it, of this UFO, we're, I'll describe it. If you're not watching the video, it's. A like looking like it's looking through like really foggy glass with like a a light behind it, kind of giving like a lens flare. And that's about it. You are 100% correct, sir. I mean, like if if I saw that in the sky, that'd be pretty fucking freaky, though. Especially at 7 p.m. at night. Let me tell you something. That's not a normal thing. That's not a normal thing to see in the sky. If you see that in the sky and you're like, that troubles you enough that you go, Maybe I should call someone to notify them. Who's top of that list? Who's the first the, call you're making? The lifeguard of the pool that I'm swimming in. <laughs> or the or the bellboy at the hotel. <laughs> the bellboy, yeah. Because yeah, well, uh, that's what uh, happened, who's, right? What's going on up there? I better, you know who can help me in this situation. Right. The, the, first, the first person to spot this UFO was a woman swimming on the 17th floor of the Place Bonaventure or Plaza Bonaventure because you're from Montreal um, <laughs> hotel. And she said she described it as a round metallic object uh, that projected a series of brilliant light beams all around. So then she told the lifeguard, is that right? Right. And that's the she person. Told the I mean, that's who you're going to tell. That's your. And then the lifeguard called the concierge and like, you know what I mean? I just curious out of curiosity, you know, like I wasn't there, but this is kind of how I figure, figured, you know, the conversation went. Hello, Albert. It is lean from the pool. Tabernacle, you see the thing in the sky there. It is days bananas. We <laughs> oui. Tabernacle and calculatrice. Bicyclette, stilo. Yeah, this is uh, how you say Arashid. This is very crazy. Never seen the lights like this before. <laughs> your, your French accent has thrown me off so much. <laughs> I thought you practiced that. <laughs> the tabernacle. I don't know how they speak. Yeah. Uh-huh. How's that? Is that better? Uh-huh. I think with the crossover uh-huh. from Dan's excellent one and then you going... Through me. I, I, would, I would hardly qualify my French accent as a no, it's spot I mean, on. I, I mean, I could just grab a fucking dollop of peanut butter and put it on the roof of my mouth, and it would yeah. probably sound quite accurate. You're yeah. gonna get beat up by a bunch of Montre- Montrealans. Eh, I'm not worried about it. Ooh, it's out there. They can't. Hey, they couldn't get. They couldn't get here if they tried. No. Oh <laughs> shit. shit! Too early. You know, a bunch of angry Frenchmen over there. Angry Canadian Frenchmen. French Canadians. 
French Canadian. French Canadian. But now we love them. <laughs> it always blew me away that like the first person that gets called is like the hotel lobby is like one of the first to notify, and they're like. Like, what the what, fuck do you want us to what, do about it? Yeah, what the fuck do you want me to do about it? Is lady, get out of the pool. Uh, they don't, they don't <laughs> You're me not enough supposed to drink to up there. With like, the alien invasion. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Yeah, someone oh, man, you gotta who call cares. the fucking Mounties. <laughs> there was someone, someone they should have called that they didn't. And that was Ron Pond. Uh, Ron Pond was probably retired off duty now, though. They probably got 90? some. They probably got some inner city yeah. French detectives. Smoking darts, wearing some oh yeah, that would be jackets. Prime nineteen nineties, like edgy nineteen nineties, wearing like big black sunglasses and the leather yeah. jackets. Like in loose They're cannons, like stomping, stomp, stomping cigarettes outside. Tight, rubbed tight blue out. jeans. Yeah, and fucking yeah. Okay, I got you. <laughs> fucking Roddy, 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 Roddy Piper, fucking mullets. Yeah. Out there, yeah, gotcha. Uh, tight blue jeans, but they're wearing those like long beige overcoats, those uh, <laughs> trench coats, but with blue jeans, tucked in white shirts. Hey, madame, a couple, you say you yeah, say a couple yeah, Fruit yeah, of the UFO. Loom shirts on, <laughs> looking hey, like a couple me, Freddie Mercury's. <laughs> just a massive in my uh, jeans. What are we describing here? The this French is the police. interaction between this is the French. <laughs> this is the Montreal police. Yeah, perfect. All Standard right. uniform. Let us tight jeans. Let us know if that was accurate. <laughs> yeah, 1990s. So uh, one of the things they 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 spoke about this case was that it was a kind of like a series of of telephone going from the lifeguard to the concierge uh, to the actual um, hotel security guard who calls the police. And then a journalist from La Presse uh, newspaper, then to the RCMP, the military, and even NASA were called in trying to figure out what this thing was. And NASA. What I love about that is it goes way up the chain. So, you know, someone was like, what are we going to do? Call them. They're like, what are we going to do? Call them. And it got all the way up to the top. And then someone's like, oh, that is weird. And then it went back down. Everyone's like, oh, is this is this serious? Like, we should go take a peek. (laughs) So uh, another weird thing is about this. Or sorry, the peak. La peak. La peak. La peak. La peak. La peak. So the one of the others. Fun things about this, uh, fun facts, was that this aerial phenomenon lasted for almost three hours. So from 7.20 to 10.10 p.m. on that night, uh, people reported seeing something of this. And it wasn't just this lady. So other people saw in that area, I think it was at least like three. uh, You would think there would be more people, but it's three or four actually reported seeing kind of something in the air. There was a tower under construction across the street. And at one point, they had like cranes set up on top and there was lights, work lights and stuff. So one time, the RCMP, thinking that like, maybe this is some sort of light hanging or something weird going on with there, got other members to go across the construction site and had them turn off the exterior lights. And it was still glowing. Like it was still, so they like counseled that out. So it's like, it's not like they just all watched. Like people were actively there trying to disprove it and couldn't and we're still baffled by it. that's what i love about this case uh this one also got it also got really weird so um dr richard haynes uh who in 1992 
uh, he was a former NASA scientist, actually published a 25-page report on the sighting. And 25 pages isn't that much. I'm going to tell you right now. I've written 25 pages. It's not for, that much. For a report, yeah. Double spaced. So have I. Probably Size double 14, spaced. Double spaced. You give a <laughs> yeah. couple extra space bars between some of those spaces. You got to count it. You got to count in yep. your uh, your appendices and your fucking uh, works cited page. Like that's all in there. Yeah. 25 pages. Not that much. You have really big titles. So like size like 90 yeah, titles. The so you lose about five lines like at the top. Page. Like, yeah, oh, buddy. And then at the back end, you add like 100 jumble words that you just white out to make you hit the word count <laughs> like, hi, it's, not it's that much but in his report he did conclude that there is a lot of evidence for the existence of a highly unusual hovering silent large object and indisputable he says silent large object but there was at least one person who reported that when he drew uh there was one witness who drove uh who was leaving his business building uh at the time of the the sighting, and he said that he observed the object uh, hovering, actually moved, and like it was hovering over a power, like a power station, at the time, and he reported that he could actually hear the craft, like he heard some so- some sound hovering, uh, coming from the craft, and he said it was like a, a purring sound. Now that could have actually been the sound of the power station itself, but. Uh, this Dr. Richard Haynes guy, like I'm pretty sure he also said that there was a um, evidence of like a power outage. Like while that that craft or whatever it was that that aerial phenomenon was hovering over that power station, that there was recorded that there was actually a recorded power outage, which is something. So that whole that that grid went down. That, that part of it uh, yeah some, some something like that and i mean that's kind of something that you do hear about in ufos like you do hear when ufos are sighted or you uh certain close encounters of ufos they they, they interfere with electrical equipment whether it's in in large ways like this way like taking down like a, a power outage in a certain area or in more localized areas like uh like a car Right. Uh, people have reported like, you know, when you get some kind of, uh, you know, people have reported missing time or something driving down the highway, uh, like their cars started acting up and then they they spotted a UFO like their their car stopped They're like that. It's like a temporal field that these things create in a lot of the stories. Right. Something like it could have been some sort of electromagnetic interference or something like that. Um, but, you know, he's not really sure. He said that he heard an actual sound. So this guy says silent large object, not 100 percent sure that. That silent is all what it hears. Like, and like when we talk about large, like when they were describing how big this thing was, it's like fucking five football fields big. It's huge. Like huge. fucking like we're Mothership. talking like Independence Day shit. Yep. That was way Independence Day was way more than five football fields. Well, I don't fucking know. Well, yeah, that was like the fuck small moon, but it's huge. There is. Okay. So not, not quite Death Star. Big, but <laughs> That's not a moon. <laughs> That's no moon. There is, there's Zell, I sent in the Facebook group a, a link to the clip. I don't know if while we're, I'm talking about it, you can pull it up. It's probably at about the seven-minute mark. But there's a great CBC uh, video that talks about this case, and it interviews like all the people that were there. And at the end, it has this scientist who's like talking about why it's not a UFO. And he's saying, this is what they saw. And he's pointing to a piece of paper where he's drawn like a picture of an aurora, 
And he's looking and he goes, yeah, this is what they saw. And he turns to the camera and both his eyes are looking <laughs> different ways. And I'm like, what the fuck is this guy telling people what they saw? He can't fucking see straight, man. I was like, how the hell? Fucking crazy they, Yeah, I was like, there was no one else in this laboratory for you to get on camera than this guy? It was, the, it was, and they were like, and I, I'm not making fun, but they were wildly apart. <laughs> and he's got the glasses. It's the '90s, what? like '90s style. And I was like, "This is the guy debunking." Like, come on, CBC, you could have got anyone what? else there. I what knew why they put that guy on camera. It's because he was looking two separate ways. Are you talking about the guy, oh, the yeah. astronomer guy? Are you talking yeah. about the fucking Northern Lights guy? Yeah. Or the Northern Lights talk- guy who says he's like, "It looks like this," and he points to this little circle with some. Uh, is he at? He's got glasses, like aviator yeah, glasses. Yeah. No, not aviator glasses. The guy, he's like, he works for. Um, I'm not sure, but he was a. He's like an amateur astronomer. Yeah, it's in like six, seven minutes. I don't know where I watched, but I remember watching it. It's <laughs> 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 just the angle of his glasses, dude. The angle of, of those big those fucking coke bottle glasses. Dude, it's not, glasses. A, it's no, not a good look. No, that guy actually eats. <laughs> That guy eats flies. He's part frog. <laughs> that is Frogman. Oh, a little comedy in dark times. I mean, uh, yeah, if you look up that video clip, that that he goes on to explain or try to explain the uh, that this aerial phenomenon was uh, an appearance of the aurora borealis or northern lights, some sort of natural phenomenon that he's like, this is actually one of the common, uh, like, manifestations of the northern lights is like you can have these small little balls of light that just appear i've never seen that like i don't i've seen tons of northern lights but it's like it doesn't last it doesn't just hover for so him to say like this is what they saw i've seen tons of northern lights i was in a hotbed for them and i never saw i've seen the balls he's talking about but i've never seen one where it's like oh yeah it's just sitting there for hours for yeah, three, like, so this lasted for what three hours? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he yeah. he's sitting there, saying that yeah, well, you just had a perfect northern light ball hovering. I mean, for- so this is this is in this is in Montreal, right? Mm-hmm. Large city, got to have a lot yep. of pollution. Could there possibly have been some type of light reflecting off of some smog, some swamp gas or something? Is what swamp you're saying? Gas, you saying? Weather balloon yeah. reacting Weather with balloon, some swamp, swamp gas. gas. Whatever, Combination? Light reflecting off a weather balloon through some swamp gas. Yeah, that makes sense. Perfect sense. That happens, right? Yeah. I don't know. The The summary of that p- report was evidence for the existence of a highly unusual hovering silent large object is indisputable. Also, the big question is, why would aliens want to visit Montreal? Poutine. Poutine. <laughs> It's legendary and galaxy wide. Montreal smoked meat. Montreal smoked meat. Now it's a thing. A couple of those yes. showed chiens. Isn't chien dog? Hot dog. Oh, hot dog. Definitely not to watch the Habs play, I'll tell yeah. you that much. Oh, not recently, no. Bam. He's made more enemies, Andrew. We made I'm more. good at that. You're going to have to even fight. <laughs> yeah, we're going to get one star reviews because of you. No, hey, listen. In even, French, even five, dude. Even five <laughs> star. We'll get a five star review, and then in the five star review, it'll be like, yeah, everybody's great and stuff like that. But then there's Andrew. He's a fucking bro. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, it's true. Cool, thanks. 
Well, you're, you keep taking off your shirt. You told me. You egged me on. Didn't what am I supposed tell to tell you to take your shirt off? <laughs> you fucking egged me on. I just said that's what's going to happen, but you, you actually just beat me by my prediction by three minutes. I didn't even think of it. Three minutes. <laughs> you planted the seed, man. Created a monster. And I incepted you? Yeah. What you're saying? Mm-hmm. Right. Put it in his head. Uh, what's, uh, what else do we have? Like that, I really enjoyed like watching some of the documentaries on this and them talking to like, you can watch the one on CBC. It's nine minutes long, quick peruse, really interesting. And it talks to the people that were there and they're just like, we don't know what it is. We tried to do different things to discount it. And like, it was just a weird and you can just see it in their faces and their voices when they're describing it. It's interesting. Well, I yeah, don't understand because no, no it's French. It so is. in the subtitles, <laughs> yeah, that guy. Let me let me do leave that on the screen. That's what this guy sounds like yeah. in the documentary. Well, they're probably just seeing auroras. The ball is the most popular one. <laughs> is that him eating a fly? Yeah. <laughs> but like, so for me, anyways, like this one's pretty interesting because it's got like the amount of fucking witnesses. You know what I mean? Like most of the time it's fucking, you know, Billy Bob and Billy Joel out there on the fucking farm. Nobody else is out there. It's these two pricks that, you know what I mean, are trying to sell books now. And dude, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the fact that you have RCMP witnesses, and I'm not saying that like I give them more credit, but like watching the interviews with them and they're just like they're in uniform and stuff. Know. Like they ask them right away and stuff, and they're just like, Yeah, we did that was the weirdest thing I ever seen. Like that's it's fucking bizarre, eh? Yeah. Oh, it, it's it's fucking uh, astonishing. Yes, yeah, magnifique, <laughs> magnificent. Said we knew this. Quattro. It is uh, how you say uh, flabbergasting. Yeah. Tabernacle. Uh, for That's you American know. swine, you English swine, it was good. Uh. I like it. I- I like I like that the the NASA report the guy from NASA said that at the end as his summary. Yeah, why not? It's I mean you couldn't you can't really disprove it because I mean nobody really any had any reports or no any reports of kind of aircraft just like hovering over there for three hours. I don't know what aircraft would have it, besides like a blimp would hover there. For, I don't and I don't even know why a blimp would hover somewhere except for three hours, even over a. No, even a major sporting event. Even if it were a major sporting event, there wouldn't be a blimp there for three hours. That'd be nuts. Long time. Um, <laughs> blimp. Like you would see it in the fucking day. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, there's no way. That's no, absolutely. The not. fucking good Goodyear blimp is up there. You guys don't even have a Goodyear blimp. No, right? so it'd be like Le, Le Fountain Tire, Le Tire Le Fountain, <laughs> Le Fountain or whatever. Tire. <laughs> so. But, Move, so moving on from that one, <laughs> we're gonna it jump. Might back. have been a blimp. I think no. we're gonna jump back a couple of years, and we're gonna go back to talk about the. Uh, uh, Braden brought this one up uh, earlier about the Hannah McRoberts photo case. Oh yeah, one of the most famous UFO pictures out Listen, there. Listen, I am gonna get her on the podcast. I'm this close. This super close. Apparently. Well, I thought you were just trying to squish Dan's like, head. Do you have her phone number? I'm uh, squishing your head. I'm squishing your head. I work with someone who's her friend. And I could get her on the podcast. I've put the feelers. Sounds like bullshit. Sounds like bullshit. Wait, are you are you being real For here? Real, dude. Real shit. We had a That's secret bullshit. Santa at work. We had a secret Santa at work. 
And my secret scent, I'll, I'll go get the mug in a second. Don't make me get the mug. I believe you. I believe. I'll believe you. I a secret Santa gave me this mug with a picture of the the Hannah McRoberts photo on it and like a note stuffed in. So then I opened the note and it's like, oh, my friend actually took this picture uh, years ago and it was really weird. And I know you're like aliens, so I got it put on a mug for you. And I was That's like, dope. I was like, oh shit. Do you have a? Well, get the picture. Six, but this person. So then I had to go around to everyone and be like, like around the water cooler, like chilling out, like throwing my elbow up, like, so you got me for Secret Santa, hey? Give me that alien mug. <laughs> and people were like, what? Huh? No. <laughs> Just about everyone in the office until the last person was like, yeah, I got you the mug. And I was like, do you know this lady? They're like, yeah, she's my friend. I'm like, will you ask her if she we could interview her? And they're like, yeah, for sure. And then they've been off with surgery ever since. Going for the long sell, hey? That's a pretty oh, elaborate off story, with pal. surgery. Uh-huh. Secret uh-huh. Canadian story. police. Hey, go get the fucking mug. If go fucking get the mug. Come on. Brayden is part of the secret <laughs> Canadian police. Get the, he's getting the mug. He's getting the mug. <laughs> all I'm Nasty. trying to do... Hey, I'm just trying to inspire the guy to do some fucking cardio. That's yeah, all that was. Brayden's part of this. Well, Lockdown's tough. He's going to get back. He's going to be sweating. Yeah. She's off Lockdown's surgery. tough. Uh, silenced. <laughs> He's gonna come back sweating and out of breath. Fucking kidnapped by the government. Off by surgery. Oh, he's coming back. He's back. He's coming back. Oh, here he is. He's coming back. Oh, he's got a headphone in. Story. What I can't find. Can't find the mug. Why? Why are you sweating, man? You look like you're out of breath. My. No, I'm good. Can't find the mug. Can you? Like that was a little bit red. More cardio than you're used to. Doesn't got it. Face looks a little red. Huh? Well, it's because I've been drinking. You don't have the mug, do you? He does. He's going to slowly raise it up. Oh, he knows he's he's too well. He knows he too well. (laughs) Turn it around. Other way. Other way. All the way. You can't even stop. Stop. No. There it is. There it is. There it is. So that's that's the famous I mean, do you got a better copy of the picture? It looks like a fucking bird. Well, that, that's the famous picture from 1981 Indeed. of a flying saucer. Right. Taken by Mrs. Hannah McRoberts, uh, 25 at the time, in Campbell River, British Columbia. Uh, Some would say not not too far from Brayden. Oh, in the same fucking town as me. Does my story start lining up for you now, asshole? <laughs> <laughs> Call bullshit, man. Uh, uh, they, took, they took the actual photo. So if you look it up, uh, the Hannah McRoberts photo, like you, you'll see it, and usually it's like the zoomed in version. They'll zoom in on this little, uh, w- what seems to be very similar to what you would describe as like the archetypal flying saucer. Zell, can you can you pull up the more zoomed in picture? Um, yep. When you look at it, you're like, yeah, that's a flying. <laughs> you're like, that's a flying saucer, or you're like, that's what a flying saucer would look like. Dude, um, that's undisputable. Look at that fucking thing. It's a fucking discus. <laughs> okay, now if, if if you're look if you're watching the live stream, I'm on metabunk.com only because this is the best place I could find the picture. <laughs> well, it's like because you can't because you can find the full picture. A lot of times you'll find the zoomed in picture, like not the actual yeah. photo. You'll find the zoomed in picture of the actual the the, the object that was in the photo. Uh, Hannah McRoberts and her family, like they didn't actually notice the the object until after they got the photos developed they actually took a picture of like uh, a mountain like they saw a mountain with 
with a cloud formation over the top that made it similar looking to a volcano. So they're like, oh, hey, that looks cool. Let's take a picture of that. Yeah. And then when they went back to look at it later, um, after going through like the negatives and things like that, they're like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> what is that? That's the first thing I thought when I heard about the story so long ago. I was like, you never seen anything until you took a one frame picture. Well, I don't know how long they don't describe how long the thing had actually been there. So you don't actually know how no. fast the thing was going. Yeah, my it guess is like they caught there. it in flight. Right. Now it'd been one one frame of like is a still it was was that a still picture? Yeah. Or is that is that a frame from a video? No, no, it's, it's a, picture. a still picture. What? Nineteen eighty one. It was taken That's on like a, a thirty five was like a thirty five millimeter camera. Like it, yeah. Yeah. Oh. If I could get in contact with her and be like, Can I get an original just so I can print a poster for my office that'd be dope so the the picture itself um came to attention of one mr david ac powell who lives in vancouver and he was a staff of the mcmillan planetarium in that city so he took a look at it he kind of deemed it as legit he's like i don't i don't know what that is and i'm, I'm not sure um and even after ex many examinations after that um the negative actually got delivered to uh, a Mr. Richard F. Haynes, who is the editor of the Journal of Scientific Exploration for Analysis. And he said, and he determined that they had unwittingly, if if anything, had, had caught a photo of, of something that was an, an airborne object. Yeah, he deemed it an, like not like a, like a photograph, like, anomaly it was actually he, he deemed it that it was actual physical object right. he couldn't tell exactly what size or what it was but he knew it was actual yeah like a, it wasn't it, was a it wasn't object. a it wasn't a result as some sort of like a mechanism of the camera or uh some sort of optical illusion it was an actual object uh that was present at the time of the photo uh zell can you pull up a picture of that lizard man again with the glasses or did you close that window frogman frogman uh no, I got I got throw it, it up still, on there. Why, you know what why, he'd say? Why, why, you know why? what he'd say to this if he was there studying this case? Throw it up on there. Yeah, here we go. Oh, well, well. <laughs> <laughs> so he'd say. One more time. Oh, well, well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, he that guy's the worst. But it's it's such a <laughs> you don't even know him. He's the he worst. Doesn't know he him. doesn't even know that guy. Tells him the fuck he is. He's probably a really nice person. I hate him. He's probably super nice. He's probably you know really what? Smart, you know what he's nice. saying? You know what I bet he's saying on the back channel news about the COVID nineteen? Throw him up, Zell. Is it coming back? Coming back? It it's just the world was. Oh my god, dude's probably a super nice dude. And <laughs> yeah, man, we're talking about that guy could probably jump really high. What? <laughs> jump? What? We've all been locked up for too oh, long. God damn it. <laughs> Guy's um, a perfectly nice guy, and he gets fucking ripping on him. How, how do we bring him back? He had case? a Where notebook full of auroras. Like, yeah, that he drew. likes auroras. That he hand drew. And one of them looked like the coronavirus. I'm just saying, watch the clip. <laughs> oh, shit. Watch the clip. He drew it. Uh, no, the Hannah McRoberts one is awesome. 
Uh, I love it. I love that it's so close to here. It's weird because I try to look up. There's another town north of here, Port McNeil, and I've, I believe I've said it before, but they had some UFO sightings off there, and they've actually built a UFO landing pad. Right. It's in that stupid book that I have. Yeah. The, yeah. Did we talk about We talked about <laughs> yeah. it on one. Where so like, I've yeah. been there. Yeah. I've been to Port McNeil. I have to go through all the time, and I've asked, like, I've, I've gone to people, like, hey, where are the UFO landing pads I want to go? And they're like, What? <laughs> huh what are you talking about and i'm like i read in a book the mayor made some ufo landing pads they're like not here and then i'm i'm like is there another fucking port mcneil somewhere that i don't know about <laughs> no one wants to admit it well uh i thought i found one thing kind of weird about the hannah mcroberts photo is like through some of the analysis that it went through they're saying that it is definitely some sort of three-dimensional object but they said that the the distance that it is from the camera when they took the picture, they said was thirty feet. No, that's they didn't say that. They, they said it, it could, whatever it is been. is at least thirty feet. Meaning, no, like, it's so at if least it's a thirty smaller, feet from the camera. Yeah, but that's not saying that. That's just saying like we've analyzed analyzed it, and whatever it is, size ratio, it would be at least thirty. But could be it still could be a hundred feet from the camera, a thousand feet. They're not. Discrediting, they're just saying, like, based on our analysis, it has to be at least 30 feet away, even if it's like someone throwing a fucking frisbee. No, it's a which discus. is, which is one, yeah, well, was one of the, the one of the discus. theories to debunk it was, was it was a frisbee, a, like a, or like a, a pan lid. Somebody was really mad at their car. Hubcap. Listen, Hannah McRoberts was also a Canadian Olympic discus champion. Why, that <laughs> is not true. <laughs> That's 100% not true. Dan, everyone knows Where? it, and she was attacked by uh, in the great Canadian Olympic tragedy where she was attacked with a crowbar outside of Tim Hortons before the event by her arch rival and that his also her boyfriend. Not true. This is a uh, true right, story. Hit her right in the elbow, eh? <laughs> right in the throwing elbow. <laughs> Took her out of the competition. Yeah, no, no way she could have been throwing discus. Yeah. Yeah, she's supposed to be time. throwing discus there in Calgary, eh? Yeah. She never made can't it. Be throw, yeah. You can't be throwing discus with a with a with a uh, with a hurt funny yeah. bone there. Not today. She got a bum eh, elbow. Anyway. Eh? <laughs> so that's how that's how you know she wasn't. No, that I'm not even you know? sure that you couldn't throw a discus no, with a bum elbow. Like you only need like your whole arm, right? You only need like shoulder and you no. Know, oh, Dan, I'm Dan. really disappointed for, for a so-called Canadian expert here. You're really missing yeah. all the fucking details. <laughs> no, Dan. I think you guys just don't know enough about <laughs> Canadian a, discus. That's a swing and a miss there, Denny. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm telling you, I know Hannah McRoberts because she's a household name. Yeah, Olympic champion. Yeah, <laughs> she was on. At a, Retired early. He's on the Canadian Wheaties box. Yeah. Flutie flakes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, I really wish I had a. I really wish I had bought a box of Flutie flakes when those things were around. I have a Flutie flakes T-shirt from the fucking cereal box. Now I'll then, wear it next case file for about five minutes, <laughs> and then take it off. <laughs> there is another theory that they, they may have caught on camera, which is uh, an. Canadian military plane called the Avro Aero Avro car. All right. The Avro car. Avro, yeah. car? Avro car. Now this was like a yeah, pro Canadian project to make a flying saucer or some shit. It's the dumbest looking ship you ever seen. I'm going to put I'm going to put it up. I don't know if it, I don't know if we're going to put it up here. Yeah, that's it. There. This is a pro prototype of it. Yeah. 
It's a fucking flying saucer. Yeah. Fucking looks exactly the same. So now this, but it, this looks it, like it a barely discus. flies. It barely flies. This though. project was scrapped in 1956, allegedly. Now, some people that believe this might be the Avrocar is saying that maybe this the the development continued on, and what you're seeing that she caught in the picture is like it now, what it can do now in 1981. So, you know, 20 years so, or whatever after. Well, it went, it went, I don't know. And ask, black, ask like, me, ask me why that would make sense on Vancouver Island. Ask me why. Why would that make sense? Why would you have this Avocar well, flying around? We like also Canada have River? the fucking military airport in Courtney Comox. Oh, Ooh, West yeah, Coast. You know what? We also have a military budget of about $12, so I don't know if we can afford to be doing anything. That, that. Avrocar looks like a piece of shit. It looked like it costs about ten fifty. <laughs> I would be very hesitant to ride in that Avrocar. You know, you know what sure Lizard Man would say if get... he saw that? Lizard Man? Or uh, what? the Aurora guy? Frogger? What? Pull him up. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, like uh, Brandon cool. before the show was like he was like, oh, it's cool. the Avro, like the um, cool. the Avro, like when you said the Avro Canada, you're like, okay, we're talking about not this the Avro Arrow. Before. That was our fucking awesome jet yeah, fighter, which that we is sunk. a fucking cool ass jet. I was like, oh, yeah. that's fucking cool. I was like, because the UK, uh, the United Kingdom also has like the Avro Vulcan, which I I think they still <laughs> use. I don't think they've actually retired. They're flashing it. that guy, um, um, which is a flying wing. They're like flying wing type crafts and those are dope and i was like oh i was like well it probably couldn't have been one of those because they're flying wings they look like stealth bombers it's not fucking things and then you're like avro car and i'm like oh you mean that little fucking thing with the twirly engine in the middle and it, the flying donut like if I, yes yeah. as far as as things, far as the test went I, I don't think it ever got more than like 20 feet yeah, off the ground there's no way there's yeah but what no if way they had some the eccentric canadian millionaire <laughs> You know, who self-funded this. He was like, he was inspired and he kept the project going. Self-funded by Wayne Gretzky himself. Oh my God. God. The great one. The great one. The great one. (laughs) Saying. He wasn't. Nah, he's he's too young. He only started hockey. He wouldn't. He started hockey in 79. Yeah, so he wouldn't have been making that kind of money. It would have had to have been an older (laughs) Canadian. Maybe Tim Horton himself. <laughs> Tim Horton himself. Right. Tim Horton was dead by then, I think, wasn't he? Yeah, but his legacy lives on today. I don't know. Of the Avro oh, car. The Avro car definitely Wayne. Get off it was the definitely Wayne. What is like the maximum altitude of the Avro car? Like 20 Wayne feet? was just doing flybys, fucking yelling, You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. <laughs> you don't take. <laughs> There's like no way it's like oh my no that God. thing barely flew man it was a fucking like a toy car there's no Listen, I don't even think it ever got that in high 56, off the ground. What we're seeing is from fifty six. What I'm saying is they kept the project going for twenty five years. You don't think they made any improvements from that nineteen fifty six footage, uh, dude? So yeah, what you're saying? No, and rollout. Uh, well, its projected performance was like something like a maximum speed of. 417 kilom- kilometers per hour. Listen, what I'm saying is we got a black budget, eh? It's supposed to be at ceiling. Ten, it flew 10,000 feet? That was the projected performance. It's not, and, it wasn't that wasn't. And a they definite. projected that in 1956. Oh my God. So I'm telling you, 25 wow. years later. 
My whole outlook on this has changed. Projected. Avocar. If they had to build it, it's a, it was it was supposed to have like a 10,000 feet ceiling. What Braden's stumbled upon here is that Canadians are responsible for all UFOs worldwide. Could you imagine this, that we're just such a smart, intelligent? We're like, yeah, we have no military or any military budget aid, but we just got the biggest black military budget, and we've made these flying saucers that we spy on other people with, and people just think they're UFOs. Uh, yeah, we just go around telling them, "Hey, sorry, hey, like we're no, no big deal here, guys. Sorry." Yeah. We have we have the secret space program, not the oh, yeah. United States. I'm straight. <laughs> I mean, but I don't know. We're so nice about it. We don't tell anyone. Let's do our own thing. Oh, you like them apples? It's man. only got it's only got a hundred and thirty mile range, which is trash. Yeah, in fifty six. Fifty six. They've continued. How far did the car drive in fifty six? Right, we've the, made the leaps car, and bounds in all like sorts of travel. Any car. <laughs> yeah, fifty six. You fill up your tank of gas. You'll get as far as you can. Like, I mean. 56 Chevy, man. This is fucking beautiful. Yeah, what's the what's mile range on that? I'm saying we've made improvements in everything, in, in flying especially. So what you're saying here is we had the Avricar in 56, went black, black budget. They kept developing it, developing it and turned it into a UFO, which has been caught on film, but no one will believe it because they're like, no way Canada had something that advanced. Listen, Meanwhile, we've actually been this advanced. We're the most advanced country here's in the world. The other, here's, the other thing, here's the other thing. The Avro Aero was, at the time, the best jet in the world. And we destroyed the plans, and we sunk the Avro. And I'm like, I think we sunk it because we were on to this next thing, and we're like, listen, forget the Aero, the Avro car. Put all the everything we knew about the we had an Avro Arrow. Let's put it in the Avro car. That's the ticket, baby. That's the well, ticket. Not only like you guys are missing fucking the best thing we ever did. You know what I mean? If we're capable of fucking Weapon X, we're capable of making a fucking spaceship. Oh my god! Yeah, that's true. Look how fucking badass the Avro Arrow was. And then we we were like, ah, oh, it's too good. We're gonna get rid of it. Yeah, look how badass that plane is. It is a cool plane. It is really cool. Fifty-three at the time. Fifty-three. I mean, the UK made it first, but I mean, and we sunk the plants. We sunk the only one into fucking one of the Great Lakes. The Hudson, (laughs) and it melted instantly. (laughs) Um, what? But that's what I think. Hannah McRoberts caught on camera. The Avrocar? Avrocar. 30 years later. Flying. 30 years later. I think they would have said. I, I don't know. I think you would have noticed an Avrocar fucking. I don't know. Maybe not. I mean, that's what it Dan, looks like. It, listen, in your mind, you got to clear your brain because I know what you're thinking. You're thinking 1956 Avrocar fucking putting and blowing smoke in the air. 25 years later, Dan, they've streamlined that shit. It goes now, baby. It flies. Very possible. Plausible. Not impossible. I'm just saying we had Plausible. we must have had some of the best like jet engineers and builders in the world to make the Avro Aero. And we scrapped did Canada take any? We scrapped the Canada Sorry, continue. Oh, you're gonna say did we take in any Germans from Project Paperclip? Operation Paperclip. Read my mind. Operation did we were we part of that deal? Did someone come up here or was that just states and Russia? Guarantee you the U.S. said, fuck you. <laughs> like, took all the German <laughs> scientists. That was Canada's own, man. We got some Austrians. Project Stapler. 
<laughs> yeah, we'll have our own project. Oh, fucking Dan got disconnected. Dan's gone. Probably COVID. Oh, no. Dan got Dan got booted. Dan got, COVID got, got to him. COVID got his computer. Well, the Canadian government shut him down. Nope. Yes. Right. Hacked uh, him. He's back. Um, oh, what else we got? So that's all I had now. for the Hannah McRoberts. I'm telling you, I'm I'm going to try my darndest. I need to get her on. Hey, buddy, you uh, you try your darndest Even if there, I can and just get an audio. Like, she doesn't want to do video. She's like, oh, it's just do audio. I'll tell the story. What happened and like the process of getting the film developed and what happened after. Oh, you get you get her on just a recording even. That would be that'd be cool. 81. So she's how old is she now? She's probably what, like 60? Um, listen, listen, the guy she just sold 20, us on a fucking... Guy just sold us in an audio, uh, a fucking audio interview here. It's just gonna be Braden talking in a higher pitch voice to himself. <laughs> all bullshit. Oh, hey there. Oh, hey, I'm Hannah McRoberts. I took a I'm photo. Olympic champion, Hannah McRoberts. I'm Olympic discusser. <laughs> got female bubbles. Yeah, Olympic discusser, Hannah McRoberts, and I took the famous UFO photo. Well, uh, nice to see you, Hannah. I'm Braden. Well, nice to meet you, Braden. Man, Roberts, <laughs> the Olympic disc kisser. Disc- disc- in- injured my elbow. Disc- injured my elbow in a terrible injury. <laughs> That's how she says it. It's weird. I know. But <laughs> I'm not going to correct an Olympian. So our last on the list of our UFO encounters this uh, this day is we're going to talk about the uh, the Harbor Mill incident, or as uh, Zell refers to it, the Harbor Millie. It's right next to Shag Harbor. Is it? It's close to Shag Harbor. Like how close? Right about down there, eh? Yeah. It's really close to Shag Harbor down there. I mean, I could get on my bombardier there and fucking just take a quick little cruise, eh? <laughs> I don't know. It's Nova Scotia. It can't be that far from Shag Harbor. Yeah. How big is Nova Scotia? I bet Nova Scotia is pretty fucking big, though. It's pretty I fucking Nova big. Sco- it's like the same as the I'm island. Trying. The same as Vancouver I'll Island. I'll talk like fucking like. Brad Pitt from uh, from Snatch. Yeah, they're, they're a little bit Irish, but a little bit Canadian at the same time. Yeah, they fight you for it. You like eggs? You like eggs? Like like it's weird because it's true. <laughs> it's, it's true. Like sometimes so, I've, I've met Newfies where I'm like, and Nova Scotians where I'm like, I don't even know what language you're talking, man. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? So on the night of January 25th, 2010, so rather recently, uh, there were spotted at least three unidentified flying objects that flew over Harbor Mill. Um, At least one witness, uh, one Darlene Stewart, said that she spotted an object and she, uh, while she was taking pictures of the sunset, and uh, also uh, within her community of 200 residents, uh, said that they all saw something and they started yeah, snapping photos. It was fucking crazy too because right after the fucking local Hojo was just blown up with phone calls, right? Asking reception what the fuck these lights are. The fuck's a Hojo? The Howard, the Howard Johnson's. Johnson's. You guys never stand oh. at Howard Johnson, the Hojo? <laughs> the Continental Hojo? breakfast, bitch. Yeah. It's like every the staple of every small Canadian community has got a Hojo. <laughs> They're um, all asking the bellhop, can you do anything to help, eh? You see the lights out there? <laughs> I'm going to turn it off, eh? I'm trying <laughs> to sleep. Um, so there's actually, I mean, if you look it up, I don't know if Zell can pull it up right now, but we have a couple photos uh, that the people took. 
and it looks like what they described as a uh, long uh, round object. And they said it resembled something of a missile. And they said it had been rising from the direction of the ocean. And there is something, uh, whether it was smoke or flames, that seemed to be shooting out the back end of the object. Right? Uh, I think Zell's putting it up here for whoever's on the stream. Looks like the fucking oh, clip of that. You didn't see that? Looks I like the, put it up there. That's yeah. it. Put that poor fucking flat earth guy. Yeah. This, this picture's from this picture's from our uh, trusty old CBC, so you know it's uh know it's yeah. legit. CBC Dave right there. CBC, always always getting your news to you on time yeah. and unbiased. So I mean if, I, if you look at that one, if you look at the, that photo. It looks like a missile. Like that's I would if like as a person looking, I'm like, that looks like an object with clearly shooting a flame as some sort of propulsion out the back. Yep. Well, I don't I know. I I don't know. If you look at that, if you look at that one, it could be just a contrail, which doesn't necessarily have to be produced by um like the the jet itself. It could be perhaps some sort of object just moving through the air and generating heat in some way and just leading no. condescension uh, condensation in the air. Well, Dan, you've obviously not seen October Sky. That's a fucking <laughs> rocket. <laughs> well, okay. Here's my thing. This is I just got to quickly fact check here before I say this. Where Harbor Miele is? Miele. 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 Uh-huh. <laughs> We're in Newfoundland now. Yeah, oh. yeah, that's right there. The fucking meeting, right? <laughs> okay, so it's on the f- the absolute east coast, right? And here's a weird thing. So right away, um, the RCMP make a statement, say that, hey, don't worry about it. Like everyone, stop panicking. <sighs> it's just a missile launch. And then everyone's like, what the fuck you mean missile Miss- launch, eh? Miss- <laughs> what do you mean missiles? We got missiles. And then the prime minister at the time had to make a statement being like, listen, these weren't missiles. It was UFOs. Like, not missiles. Which was definitely a missile then. Which goes back into my my theory that our black budget, we just have a secretly awesome secret military. Because... So are you saying that... Was that Stephen Harper, 2010? Yeah. Must have been. Yes. Harper, yeah. yeah. Yeah, even uh, the guy from... Uh, was it Sergeant Wayne Sergeant Wayne Edgecombe? I guess RCMP or something like that. I guess uh, with a local police Sergeant. Uh, said that they had confirmed it was something, but they couldn't reveal what it was. <laughs> like they just we found oh we found something there. Oh, buddy, it was but, something. Uh, yeah, we can't really tell you what it is. Well, we're not going to tell you. Well, they're fucking newfies, so they're probably oh okay there. That's fine then. Yep, that's good. It. The other thing is like that's on the east coast, right? So. Here's here's my theory. I'm out on the West Coast, absolute West Coast, and you go south of me, and there's a town called Nanaimo. And you go into Nanaimo, and as you drive in, there's like the welcome to Nanaimo signs or whatever, and as you pull off one of the side streets and get into the city limit, there's a small brown sign everywhere in Nanaimo when you're entering the city limits, and it just says, Nanaimo, a nuclear weapon-free zone. What? Type it in. Type in Nanaimo nuclear weapon free zone sign, and you'll probably it'll probably pop up. But they're everywhere, and you go. I every time I drive past one, I go, 
What? What is? Yeah, this is this is super bizarre. But I dude, so it I, came up. I fucking work with this guy. He's he's about just about he's about like 62, 63. He was in the uh, American military. He's from uh, South Carolina. Came to Victoria for a some type of fucking military thing and has been here ever since. And he refuses to tell me exactly what he came here to do, but he swears to me that there's nuclear weapons on Vancouver Island. Swears dude, to me. Oh, dude, I, well, that's what I'm I wouldn't saying. Be surprised. Is, that's fucking crazy. Is that I've like, never I've never heard that before. My town, my town doesn't have a no nuclear weapons sign. Does that mean we have them? Like I lived in Kelowna. There's no no nuclear weapon signs. I'm like, that is an obvious sign where you would store nuclear weapons. That's fucking crazy. Oh, dude. <laughs> well, dude, because because that because the Nor the NORAD agreement between Canada and the United States, I guarantee like they're not our nukes. America probably has installations with like intercontinental fucking nuclear missiles probably installed on Canadian soil. Oh, and they've yeah. never told anybody. These guys don't need to know. Yeah, they just put up well, signs I mean, in city limits know, being like, but, no nuclear yeah. weapons here. No nuclear, Dude, no nukes is, here, eh? Go look somewhere else. Me. Just, I don't know if, can you see, can you, it's a little bit small. Just like, welcome to Nanaimo, a nuclear weapons free zone. This is just a normal, <laughs> small Canadian city. Small Canadian That's city so for no some reason. No other cities have that so shit. So that means if your town does not have a sign that says no nuclear weapons, your town... Has Why would you need weapon. a sign? Here's here's the thing, Dan. Us as Canadians are under the pressure, under the impression that we're a nuclear-free country. Nope. Right? So I'm like, what do you, you mean? You are not our nukes. Canada huh? is a nuclear-free country, but the missile silos that the United States has installed in your country technically are not Canadian. So then They're here's American. my other question. <laughs> Do I have to assume that every single town and city that doesn't have one of those yes. signs is carrying yes. some sort yeah. of ballistic missile mm -hmm. for the United States? Oh, yeah. Which is gets things yeah. really crazy. Yeah, oh, yeah. If or it doesn't have a sign. the ones yeah. with the signs have the missiles. If it doesn't have a sign that specifically says uh, no nuclear missiles here, then you have to assume that they have nuclear missiles. I'm going to bring that up. I'm going to go to a town meeting with the mayor. Well, probably not yet because we're can't. But when everything, when all this closes down, I'm going to go and I'm going to say, hey, I was in Nanaimo and they have a no nuclear weapons free zone city within city limits. Do we have nukes or are we uh, going to put up some signs? <laughs> and they're like, oh, yeah, we'll think about it. And I'll be like, oh, interesting. So where the nukes? Where them nukes? Where the nukes, eh? Where the nukes at? Dude. Dude, you know you know the American government probably paid Canada a whole bunch of money just to, like just store them in. We'll give you a hey, then, we'll give you a, we'll give you a thousand American dollars listen, and we can went. we all agree yeah, that then that they're in that's Harbor good. Mill and Nanaimo? Type in Harbor Mill, no nuclear weapons sign. We'll pay you in Twinkies and if Dr. They have Pepper. a fucking sign. If they have a sign, if you type that in and they have a no nuclear weapons sign, we've cracked this thing live on air. If you see a sign, they have a <laughs> oh, it doesn't pop oh, up. That'd be unreal. <laughs> but definitely, like that looks like a missile, and I guess it was sighted in Harbor Mills, so it could be somewhere else in the area that they're fired from. But to me, my brain right away looking at that picture goes to some sort of missile being fired, and the fact that the RCMP were like, "It's a missile." 
And they were like, whoa, whoa, I mean, it's not a missile. Canada has not officially maintained or possessed weapons of mass destruction since 1984. Canada. Officially. Officially. So 1984, they became American. Yeah. And all those. We're on to something here. All those secrets are with the CIA. Brenda Mines. Brenda Mines, buddy. Yeah, dude. Brenda Mines is one. Fucking nuclear silo. Nuclear silo. We could do. We could go there. They've renovated that shit too. Last time we were there, yeah, they yeah, changed they the gate, they upgraded the fucking sinister shit. Probably because of this podcast. Probably if we <laughs> talk about it, and then like someone's mm. onto us, build up the reinforcements. But that's um, like I said, this one, lot of witnesses. But the fact that you have the Mounties saying that, and then official report from the Prime Minister being like, "Oh, it's UFOs, not missiles." I'm like, I was like, what? And that was. Probably the most pro-American, pro-war prime minister we've ever had. So yes, yeah. you mean the best, the best prime minister. Yeah, yeah. we had so much freedom, <laughs> so much America. <sighs> I was fucking pissing freedom back in 2010. Yeah, everywhere. Now, now, th- thanks liberals for having me locked up in my house all the time. Trudeau, Trudeau, and the liberals bringing in coronavirus, <laughs> fucking us all up. Make here, the frogs gay. Us at home. Yeah, turn the frogs gay, Joe. First was the frogs, then it was a coronavirus. <laughs> I, uh, that was it. That's all we had for uh, Canadian UFOs, though. Yeah, Great Weird North. Great Weird North. Great Weird North. Uh, why don't we? There's there's more up here, but we'll get there. We'll get there. Why don't we get us some space news? News from space. From space. <laughs> the news. <laughs> Um, I love this one. The NASA Mars lander just had to hit itself with a shovel to get unstuck. <laughs> I read that one so funny. That's so good. That's my... I had to like check it again. I'm like, huh? No, that's that's the headline. That's the real thing. Now, I couldn't figure out... This isn't the one that went dead and was like, everything's going dark. No, it was, no, it's the other one. It's no. the other one. It's the one that's still functioning already. Okay. Right. Uh, yeah. That was opportunity or whatever. Yeah. And uh, they're just like, just fucking smash your head with a shovel. And it worked right. perfectly. It took Well, it took them months of programming and simulations <laughs> to actually figure out like, I don't we want need to. to. Hit the, don't make me do it. We want to hit this thing. We want to hit this thing. We want to make it hit itself with a shovel but we have to do it in such a way that it will not damage all of the, the shit, all the sensors and all the, uh, all the communications equipment that is in that, that tiny, um, yeah. Drill that it's, that I, I, it's not tiny. I assume it's actually pretty huge, but I can, um, yeah, though it's like, uh, it, what is it? It's like the, the it's drilling into the, into the surface of Mars and the, the, the Mars ground is like the, the earth like clumps together more than they thought it would. So it wouldn't work. So the, the drill actually got all jacked up. And so they're, they couldn't figure out how to get it to work. And they're like, fuck, we spent all this money and now the drill doesn't work. And then they figured the only, the last resort was like, we need to make the fucking thing hit itself with the shuffle club itself. (laughs) And they said it worked. (laughs) It says that engineers spent spent a few months practicing. Yeah, months like the simu- like putting together simulations and everything, just running through simulations. Are like 
This is the only thing we can think of is to fucking get it to hit it with a shovel. And this is why humans will never be replaced by robots. <laughs> so was it was it there for months stuck then? Is that what the deal was? Yeah. And like, had, well, it wasn't then, doing its well, it wasn't doing its one of its jobs. One of the jobs so, is like to do the thing. So you're telling me they sent a robot up there to dig a fucking hole, to drill a hole. Well, yeah, because they didn't even no, that's the first mistake. You should have got oil oil rig workers. Harry right, Stamp. Oh my we got Alberta out of work. An Aerosmith. And you're t- sending robots up there? You need fucking that, goddamn Harry Stamper. That's a crying shame. We got to get those Albertans working. They'll dig. They'll find that oil. I could I could put together at least two dozen Albertan oil teams to go out there and drill a couple holes. Yeah. So I don't know. It's a, yeah. There's when you want to fix something in outer space, right now. hit it with a shovel. Hit it with a shovel. It last best case, yeah. you just club yourself, knock yourself free, and uh, you're good to go. Good to go. This takes two months of practice. NASA says it's been working. So I mean, good for them. All right. <laughs> this was uh, this was kind of a surprise to me when I read it. Uh, Mercury, which is the closest planet to the sun even though it's just getting torched at all times, it still has ice. The poles, Bananas. I guess, are ice cold and actually form ice. Right. Because Mercury doesn't actually rotate. Like, it doesn't actually rotate like the Earth. It's, so it's pretty much one, one side like tor- is always... locked. Right. One, one side is always facing the sun, and the other side is, like, never facing the sun. So it's Ooh, just- that's weird. Maybe it's like the moon, where it's just some sort of solar, like studier. Could be some sun base well, what, instead of the moon. Why base. does Mercury say that the daytime temperatures are four hundred and thirty Celsius, but nighttime is one hundred and eighty, well, like, or can plummet? Well, I mean, there are like there are parts on there that are never that never touch that never face the sun, never see the daylight. Yeah, right. So those those are the parts where they said they've they actually detected ice before. Right, so oh, maybe it does rotate, but so very slowly. There, I think, think it, it, it like, rotates very slowly. I can't remember. Well, I was gonna say, Either do way, you think there's yeah. areas where if you like get closer to the equator, like it slowly warms up to maybe like a nice brisk like plus twenty? Sorry, it takes a Mercury about fifty nine Earth days to spin once like on a its axis. Super slow spin. So and then yeah, so but it Low takes rotisserie Earth planet. days to go around to go around the sun. So like the one day drive. is like just like sixty five percent of a ro- a revolution of yeah, that's pretty nuts. That's funny. So you're gonna have you're gonna have a lot. To, I think they called them. Uh, what was it they called it? The, in the article they said it there. There's a certain. It's like permanent shadow or permanent. Uh, they have certain areas PSRs that are PSRs yeah. permanently shadowed regions. Right. So those those regions they've said that they have detected ice that there's actual like watered ice on the on the surface of the planet right and yeah, they said that this the the way but what is interesting is they always kind of figured that that ice was a product of uh, comets like smashing into mercury and just kind of leaving ice there because they, they don't have the time to melt um but they've also figured that there is another process which produces ice and um which is basically that the sun burns up the the material that's on the planet so the minerals and the metals that are on the planet end up like oxidizing and then uh like and just releasing all of the 
uh, hydrogen and unbonded hydrogen and things like that. And they end up rebonding and, and recombining into water into H2O. And then, you know, plot. And then once the, once the, the planet turns or something like that, they end up, they end up kind of the, the molecules end up or the, the atoms kind of like end up, uh, floating off because, uh, Mercury doesn't have an atmosphere. And then once they hit those permanently shadowed regions, they just, they just freeze and, is in there stuck there and they're stuck there forever right you know uh cool. they mentioned that this is a kind of a way for uh scientists fuck man like sometimes i read these articles i'm like man scientists get excited over like the stupidest shit <laughs> and you're like they're like oh this is like another way that you could you know possibly find water on planets that don't really have water i'm like yeah but it's most of it's completely useless like there's no way that i like this would ever really come in handy, but they get the scientists get excited about it, but you know, it's cool, but I'm like, this is not really practical in any way. <laughs> Fucking weird. I don't the know. Only, scientists get excited about weird shit. The only other space news I got is we talked about 2019, um, not having a lot of auroras because we were in a solar minimum, which actually set the yep. record for the least amount of, sunspots which was last year was 77 percent of the time which was a space age record so far 2020 uh we've been without sunspots 76 percent of the time so we're actually still chasing that record set by 2019 so basically you can expect much of the same not a lot of auroras auroras to the dismay of the scientists from cbc (laughs) <laughs> you won't be seeing any uh uf ufos yeah. over in montreal yeah he's so disappointed because he can't discount ufos this year uh that's all <laughs> i had for space news space news over space news over space news done um did we want to do a randomatron did we have we got we got some stuff loaded in there in the database or what uh let's do one next week Except Brandomatron is down for repairs. Yeah, it's not working. Not working? No. Let me try the button here. I'm, I'll just double check. Nope. <laughs> not working. Not going. She's dead. We better not charge working. that. Uh, we got to update. Up. We got to update the Randomatron drivers. If the coronavirus is, can, can be transmitted digitally. Yeah. My God. <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's jumped from human to machine already. My <laughs> God. Listen. It's now just a really annoying malware that gets in your browser. We've been practicing social distancing, but not keyboard distancing and all those grubby mitts just getting in there. If your keyboard's wired, your computer's at risk. There it is. You got a wired mouse? Just as bad. Careful, careful out there. We don't know this, the extent of the coronavirus yet. Nothing's safe. Digital, analog, anything. Just lock down. Uh, what else we got to do at the end of the? What do we normally do at the end of these things? I don't <laughs> know. It's new- been such been such a such a We've wild been doing week this and a half. Thirty three times. <laughs> we got a couple new Patreons. Read them. I'll be right back. I'm gonna absolutely die if I don't go to the bathroom. He's gotta go to the bathroom. All right. Uh, with the event of the coronavirus. Obviously, Patreons will slow, and we understand that. But there's a couple new ones this week, yeah. so we appreciate Brave the support. Antal Uman, oh, Dylan Matthews, super fake name. <laughs> Anton Ullman, Ullman, Dylan Matthews, 
Adam Linton and Chris Neville. Chris Neville. This week. Made up fantasy name. A couple, a bunch of, thanks, a bunch of fake names putting their fake money into our account. Do you have a theory of the week? I'm going to give it to uh, this guy, Chris Kemmerly. Chris Kemmerly. This guy's an artist and he's sent us a handful of designs now. The newest one being a mongoose file design. Yeah, if you want to get on our good side, send us fan art. Send us some cool shit. This This one's really good. He's also sent a couple more, like a boy get my gun and a Mars Attacks one and some others. So Mars Attacks is dope. This guy, Chris Emerly. Oh, that's the guy that made that fucking art. Week. He's awesome. Yeah. 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 Welcome back. Yeah. Guy was a beauty. Yeah. Fucking. Weird yeah. Artists. Stop making. Stop making mongoose art and make something good. What? That was rad. <laughs> now we have some reviews. I'm not sure what we read last week. Oh, apparently we read? read ones that I I read ones that had already been read. So whatever. <laughs> so you guys could read the fucking. Oh, there's some there's some reviews. There's a whole bunch of new ones. I don't know what we've read. Let's we'll, let's read this one. This one's got to be new. You, do you have it up, Braden? Yeah, I got a couple My up. podcast reviews. Um, here's one. Just brilliant. Five star review from Maro Mia. Marat Mia. I think it's Maro Mia. I think it's a wine play. Uh, these guys are awesome. Love the show. Keep up the good work. Thank you. Thank you, Mia. Thanks, Mia. I've got, there's a long one too. Um, I like that. Five star review from B. Marcel. Exclamation mark. That's it. That's my review. But seriously, (laughs) it doesn't take rocket appliances to know this is the best podcast out there. Aliens would likely even agree. My coworkers probably think I'm nuts from all the creepy giggling I do at my desk all day listening to these guys. May or may not have even snort laughed a time or two. God. <laughs> Happens. Of course. God or any superior alien being. If you exist and are listening, I am so sorry how hard I laughed during the Elisa Lamb episode <laughs> and how I have been converted into a theorite. <laughs> uh, please forgive me and or do not abduct me for the experimentation, especially probing. If you have no idea what this means and are intrigued, well, you are damn well, you damn well better hop on board the ATT spaceship and give this podcast a listen. You boys are my spirit animals. Would love to have a beer or 10 with you all sometime. Greetings from my couch in the times of the COVID lockdown in the capital, Ottawa. Cheers, Brit. P.S. Send beer. P.S. P.P.S. Send T.P. that's a fitting that's a fitting review that's a good review thanks Brett Uh, thank you very much get a bum gun you won't need TP take it from the man himself bidet bidet or just a a $12 bum gun we have a theory of the week you missed it it. Chris Kemmerly Chris Kemmerly artist did the mongoose file boom um I think that it Okay. okay. You got a song of the week? No, I no, what? I haven't really been looking. It's been a crazy week. So just like everyone else listening, it's been crazy for 
fucking everyone, everyone knows it's crazy. Everyone, uh, everyone. It is fucking crazy. Give us a five-star review on iTunes. It really helps. You can, uh, If you want to support the show, you can go on patreon.com slash theorizing. We got a lot of stuff on there now uh, for supporters. Um, go to alientheoristtheorizing.live. Go buy some merch. We're going to have some new merch soon, but get on there uh, and go rep your local podcast t-shirts or sweatshirts <laughs> or hats. We got stuff on there. In, independent. No one's local yeah. to us. No one listens from our hometown. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's all we got. Uh, we're, we're, our pledges, do, uh, we're just going to keep on keeping on as normal. I mean... Uh, we have we've had the we got the leg up on a lot of podcasts as we've been doing it remotely for years. So nothing really changes for us. So we're just keep on keeping on keeping on. And as we always say at these end of these things, keep those eyes <laughs> on the skies. <laughs> I think Please. I caught Corona. <laughs> <laughs>